0: everyone uh it's brigham young mother effing money (laughs) and it's it's kyle here i know i we're we're a little delirious we're recording a little peek behind the curtain we're recording this after we recorded the main part of tonight so we're kind of working in reverse we're a little tired it's been a long uh existence it's been a long existence
1: it's been a long existence
0: (laughs) greg greg went on a windy windy ass scary bike ride today
1: Almost died multiple times. Yeah.
0: Jordan, how are you? Staying safe. Uh, I know you finished up some uh, some school.
1: Yeah,
2: I actually have time now, so maybe I won't get an episode out within like a fortnight anymore. So oh, we best.
0: actually we have to get this one out sooner because of we have a timeline on the uh before a certain event takes place this Friday. Well
2: but. well, guess what, buddy? I have
1: time now, so it's gonna <laughs> Let's fucking go. That that. Is called timing, right
2: That's there.
0: That's right. Yeah, now, we, we've we've been given an ultimatum by our guests this evening, but um, yeah, so things are things. <laughs> I'm just like, man, it's just like an ups- it's an upsetting day for real. Um, like I, we have a we have a really we're really stoked on on our show today. Um, we had uh, where we 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 have this evening. Um, three organizers and workers at, at two Starbucks locations here in Salt Lake that are, um, that are unionizing. Uh, We have Jacob, Kit and Catherine. They, they joined us. Jacob's at the Cottonwood Heights store. We mentioned a a few weeks ago. And when we learned that was, that store was using, uh, was unionizing Um, Kit and Catherine, they both work at the one on fourth East, fourth South. um, And they have kind of like a, like a, what's a show of support people are showing up and um, it's it's important that, that we roll out roll out so I'll be there on Friday um, yeah I, I think anyway we'll put info in the description about it but that's coming up but before we talk about that um, the thing that's just kind of been on on my mind since we started recording about an hour before I guess we can I mean oh, I, I sorry I didn't mean to skip uh, what this intro line we had here Um, let's see, Sarah Johnson. Oh, oh, sorry. I I was just wondering who, who wanted to to speak to this one.
2: Um, we're just going to talk about the Supreme court, right?
0: I mean that, that too, that works. So,
2: so I'll, I'll talk about it. Sure. So about an hour ago or about two hours now, um, the, Initial decision for the case that was supposed to be like the new abortion case on Roe v. Wade was leaked to Politico. Um, and it pretty much says that the decision is that they're going to, they're going to avoid Roe v. Wade, which is going to trigger uh trigger loss in a bunch of states. It's going to effectively outlaw even further than RDO as abortion in this country. So, it's it's horrible. Um there's nothing you can really say if if you're a woman in this country, God help you, because federal government's not gonna do it. A
1: lot your states aren't either. So like and like there's there's a literal fucking bill right now that is passed the house to codify Roe v. Wade that still hasn't been passed and it won't. Nope. And like this is something that Obama campaigned and ran on. This is something that Biden did the exact same thing and nothing they could have done it in 40 years they could have yeah forever and it never happened but instead we get a bunch of people talking about like "Mm, people in red states fucked around and now they're finding out yeah because it's all fucking theater to these people and they don't they they truly do not care about the repercussions that this decision is going to have.
2: And if you're a person out there who feels like it's, this is the time to tell people, oh, you really need to get out there and vote. Or if you're going to blame this on
1: Bernie bros or something, you can kiss the fattest part of my ass.
2: Because like, I'm
1: sorry, I can't, who am I going to vote for in, in Utah? Because my democratic party uh, nominated a pro-choice, uh, Republican a, yeah. a pro-life. Or Sorry, a pro-life <laughs> Republican, my bad.
2: Yeah. A guy who ran in 2016 on being the most pro-life candidate in the presidential race and pretty much accused the Hillary Clinton of eating babies or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it, it so uh, Mark Joseph Stern has a thread about some of like the, just uh, Samuel Alito is just insane. Uh, So essentially what what happened here is that uh, they they haven't made the official decision yet. They had drafted uh, they drafted their decision and somewhat it it leaked somehow. And like that's becoming its own scandal in, in its own and. Spencer Cox retweeted the, uh, SCOTUS blog saying it's impossible to overstate the earthquake. This will cause inside the court in terms of the destruction of trust among the justices and staff. Fucking this leak, uh, this yeah. leak is the greatest, good. most unforgivable sin.
1: Yeah. I really Learn hope the Supreme court to the
2: ground. Yeah. I-, I really hope Spencer Cox saw my reply right below that. it's the CC Sabathia throwing the blue mm-hmm. caption of suck my dick.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. To, to be, it, it's just extraordinary that that was, that that was put out there. But, um uh, um, Mark Joseph Stern, uh, just some of the things I mentioned, he says Alito's draft opinion Tritting Roe and Casey approvingly cites Clarence Thomas's debunked claim that abortion is a tool of eugenics against black people. Um, another one is that Alito's draft opinion explicitly criticizes Lawrence versus Texas, which is with the legalization of sodomy and um, Obergefell versus Hodges, which is the legalization of same-sex marriage, Uh, he says that, like abortion, these decisions protect phony rights that are not, quote, deeply rooted in history. Um, Alito's draft opinion gives a shout-out to Amy Coney Barrett's theory that, quote, safe haven laws diminish the need for abortion by allowing new patients to relinquish their child lawfully. Um, Cool.
1: Yeah. Because there's no danger surrounding that. Yeah.
0: Um, this other one is uh, from Sawyer Hackett. The second row was struck down. It will be a first-degree felony, punishable by life in prison, for a Texas doc- doctor to perform an abortion for a woman who was raped and impregnated by a family member. There's like laws like that set up all over the country that are just like waiting for this to fall over in order for uh, you know that to be the the law of the state. So, um, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's really bad. And like specifically, I mean. We've seen we've seen like the direction this is going, uh, you know, like we, we we talked about this when it comes to uh, that that don't say gay bill, which kind of, you know, got memeified just by like liberals just saying the word gay and gay and gay over and over again. But what like the core of that, uh, that issue actually is, is like, um, you know, like teachers in schools in Florida can't even simply acknowledge the fact that they might be in a, uh, in a non-heterosexual relationship and just simply acknowledging that they may not be married, um, to a member of the opposite, a male or a female, um, the opposite sex, then like that in and of itself is, is like pedophilic in nature and grooming children or, or is sexualizing a relationship. Um, that's the direction like that whole culture war has been heading. And to see that tied up with uh, this type of um, opinion written by Samuel Alito that's was leaked going to be released. Probably. I don't don't know when they're actually ruling on this Um, is just is insane. Um, Like they're coming for, they're coming for it all. (laughs) And uh, it, it relates a bit to the conversation that we have with our, with our, our, our friends were, that we talked to a little bit who work at Starbucks and are unionizing Starbucks, but it's like, um, especially in a, in a country with so few labor rights, uh, the, the rights that people have had, um, outside of the workplace, um, are being like pretty severely attacked, uh, through this decision and probably decisions to come. Um, so the SCOTUS blog, uh, you know, to their credit, uh, yeah, I would love to see the Supreme Court uh, – I would love to see this be an earthquake on the Supreme Court. They set up their barriers tonight, but I would love to see that thing destroyed. Yeah. It needs to be completely uh, illegit- delegitimized. The court should be packed as much as possible. Um, there should be – there should there should have been and there still can be the legislation to codify um, abortion rights in this country. Uh, I will remind everyone that the democratic party does hold control over the presidency, the house and the Senate right now. And they should take all of these things to a vote. Um, you know,
1: just speaking of the presidency, it's hard for me to, uh, think how things might be different. You know, if all those years ago, Joe Biden didn't push so hard for Clarence Thomas.
0: (sighs) Yeah. Me me, me too. Yeah. Fuck man, like
1: what what more can you say?
0: yeah, it's 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 really bad, and, and like now, now this is you know.
1: this is the fucking guy that we have to pin our hopes on to actually codify something and like to get something to to actually protect what should be a fundamental human basic right
2: and we've we've said this, and i, I think I've said it a few times too, that they don't see any of the progressive gains in the past as like things that were there that they're okay with now that like conservatives see that they're okay with, right. they see those as cultural surrender. So they're going to try and claw mm-hmm. those back every single opportunity they have. Like as John Mitchell said in, in, in 1972, uh, this country's going so far right wing. You won't even recognize it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the way it is. Every marginalized group is up now. So, like as you said, they they cited Obergefell, they cited Lawrence v. Texas. They're going for the whole shebang now. Yeah, and so and to
0: just see this like juxtaposed with Elon Musk tweeting a meme about like how far the left has gone. I Like when we live in this like type of dystopia, it's just ah, uh, it's it's so insane. It's so insane. It's so insane.
2: Especially like also tonight, as it's like put up against the Met Gala, yeah. Which yeah, is which awesome. is the theme of tonight is the Gilded Age. Oh my god! So, bit yeah. on the nose, a little too feeling, feeling good, feeling normal. Yeah, feeling um, feeling great. Uh, yeah, you know. I
0: mean, it sucks to sucks to like have to or feel like we got we have to talk about it. It's just like I mean, it's just it's just bad. Um, it's, it's really bad. And I don't know, I, I, I can't remember what Utah's situation is as soon as like, this is overturned. I know we've had like kind of the same type of copy paste bills from other states.
2: Y- Utah but has it, a trigger law. So the immediately yeah. if Roe v. Wade is voided by the Supreme court, which it by all indication looks like it is abortion is immediately illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So um that's that's where things are at uh and i have no idea
2: (laughs) like yeah
0: it just seems like no one's coming to save anyone which is uh just a nightmare so
2: yeah yeah um um what was i gonna say you know Uh, will talked about this in the last chapo too where essentially no one is coming to save us but there is kind of something liberating in that too, is the fact that like you are your personal savior in this one too. Uh-huh. You yeah. Talking to your neighbors, you talking to your family, you talking to your friends, you talking to your coworkers is going to be that sort of effort. That's going to try and like make things better in this world. Yeah. That's all you have at this mm-hmm. point.
0: Yeah. And I think that, that like definitely speaks to like the rest of this episode and like the, the interview, I guess you could call it the conversation that we have um with Jacob, Catherine, Kit about like the organization efforts of of their stores and like the success that they're having. Because I mean, exactly what you're saying, like there's some liberation in knowing that there's no one coming to save you. Um, and so like at a certain point, like you have to control what you can control and to take matters into your own hands and to doing that in the workplace um, is one of the ways that it's been stripped away from so many people. Um, but there are tools and mechanisms to try to fight for that back. And I think it's more important now than, um, it's been in a long time, uh, to do that, Amen. especially when, um, you know, those rights are under attack from, um, all other angles, it seems. But anyway, uh, man, I can't, I cannot be I cannot be arsed to talk about Utah Jazz, right? No,
1: nah, man. I don't even feel like I'm in like I'm in like just not a mood to even talk yeah. about other Hell lines. Like this yeah. seems to we be. We had like, some
0: other stuff listed, just stuff that's been it, going it on just around seems, here.
1: Yeah, it's it's it just seems so fucking irrelevant and unnecessary and
0: yeah other yeah. than that the biden administration Almost, can cancel student debt and they absolutely should
2: uh
1: yeah and they absolutely should do
2: yeah. that right now everything feels so like inconsequential like i really don't want to talk about the way jared leto looked at the met gala tonight so it's yeah
1: like, i don't fuck i don't fucking care like wheel. i i'm in a like a wheel the guillotine or wheel uh, the guillotines mood right now yeah i'm like <laughs> i'm like i can't even talk right now i'm so fucking mad
2: like if there was um, like in the I might yeah. have to cut that last part. Well, uh,
0: whether or not that last part made it in or not, um, again, so uh, the, the rest of this episode is us speaking uh, to three new friends. who have been organizing Starbucks, um, their Starbucks stores here as part of like a, a larger uh, unionization effort that's been taking place across the United States. That's There's been more progress towards like building unions here than uh, that, that I've ever seen, that, I, that I've ever been aware of. Um, and we're seeing it a lot, like specifically with Starbucks um, and Amazon warehouses, etc. cetera. And there's just a lot of momentum toward that. So especially in a time when, uh, it, especially if you live in Utah, but it's not unique to here, uh-huh. um, when your local politicians are, are seem to be uh, choosing to fail us and uh there doesn't seem to be any help coming from um from above that either it's important to show support and solidarity and organize when you can um to help control the things that we can't control and so uh i am really stoked to talk to um to cat to kit to jacob um about what they've been up to the success that they've been having unionizing starbucks in utah which is something that i did not think i would be saying um, up until very recently which is just awesome to hear um we talked about their inspiration for unionizing things that led them to unionize uh the lack of support they've received from <laughs> local politicians but like in but in the face of all of that i've had great success organizing um with coworkers who may not share their same political beliefs but anyway any any, any thoughts before we we cut to the interview guys
1: no, um, <laughs> I just I'm just glad that we got a little bit of good news because this is like yes. legitimately like a bright spot that is exciting. It is uh, like rousing like people should be very uh, should be very excited about this because it's a, it's a good thing that we can support. And ultimately, like it's going to make these people's lives so much better.
0: Yeah. And just giving them like more control over, um, over something that's such a big part of our lives. Work is such a gigantic part of our lives, and like for so many people, like having control over that has just been completely stripped away. Yep. Um, like, and it's been exacerbated by COVID. Mm-hmm. That's something that that they touch on as well. So, um, huge shout out to them. I'll I'll mention it at the, at the top of the hour, but uh, Friday. I, I, I can't remember what time. Um, Catherine they said, said. Noon. noon. Okay, noon this Friday. Um, and just like any time uh, after that, there will be people there at the Starbucks on 4th East, 4th South in Salt Lake City. Um, and then the uh, Cottonwood Heights store. I mean, we should, we should be encouraging this everywhere. Uh, let's see. the. Let me find the address for the Starbucks. It's, it's 7025 Highland Drive in Cottonwood Heights. Um, that's Jacob's store. Uh, they were the first to unionize. This next one is the second here in the state. So go show support, please show up if you live around here, um, and not just them, but for anyone else. Uh, they they share a lot of words of encouragement. So this is actually the most down we've been tonight, and with a lot of a lot of promise and hope. And I'm just really excited for them um, and the work that they're doing, the organizing that they're doing, and the success that they're having in doing it. Um, like they're just they're just crushing it, and I love to see it. So enjoy the interview, and we'll see everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Else oh yes. recording. Does my mic sound? Oh my god, now? Jesus no, Christ, dude!
2: Absolutely, it does not. I'm seeing oh, that. Recording. Damn it! What the hell was that? <laughs> that, was, that was great. That was I, I, I I switched my mic over to. Okay, the now other. we're talking.
1: Now we're good.
0: Yeah, oh, I I had
2: to turn it all the way down to like a
0: quarter. Turn so up and My eardrums are bleeding. could have turned it down to less than that. Anyway, <laughs> um. Hello, everyone. Uh, It's Brigham Young Money. It's Kyle, Jordan, and Greg here, and we are with um, some new friends that we just met over the internet because that's how we meet friends these days. (laughs) And um, they're here to talk to us about uh, the unionization effort in uh, at Starbucks stores here in Salt Lake. We talked about this a few weeks ago, I think, on the day you all announced that you were unionizing or you had you had plans to unionize. so how about Jacob, how about you go first and do you want to just introduce yourself and then Kat and Kit will go will go next. How's that?
3: Yeah, for sure. Sounds great. So um hi, I'm Jacob. Uh I organized the first store here in Utah, the Cottonwood Heights Hell yes. store. Um and I don't even really remember at this point how Kit and I got in contact. I don't know if it was like I feel like maybe she emailed workers united something like that i don't know we got in touch and me and kit have been working together um and i taught her how to get her store going and she like you know i gave her a very rough overview and she took the torch and ran with it and like did got more cards signed than any store store has had cards signed in the entire nation so awesome uh, she should be very proud yeah she's done some great work so i'll pass it over to kit now perfect
4: yeah um i'm kit um i've been working with starbucks for three and a half years and with starbucks workers united for about the last month i want to say um Um, I reached out to them and Jacob responded and Jacob's being very humble, but um, he's been like a really amazing help in getting our story unionized. We filed for our union election today on May 2nd, I think it's today. Um, And yeah. um, So, so it's, we've just been kind of moving in silence so far. Yeah, uh, It's out there now.
0: (laughs) As you have to in a Mm -hmm. rights work state. Awesome. Um, And Kay, are you in the, are you at the downtown one of the downtown locations
4: so it's the fourth and fourth salt lake or the fourth store it's like this very central store yeah i go there
1: every so often i like
0: that place awesome love to see it cat what about you
5: yeah i'm cat um i've worked for starbucks for almost about two years now and i also work at the fourth and fourth store um and i've just kind of been helping these guys um in our store specifically just like on the the union committee trying to get people excited and get things going
0: so yeah love it yeah so i I'm, I'm curious just in general like what really what from from your from all of your perspective what really started like the snowball and jacob i know that that they've kind of um given you some credit as being like the, the one here because like when i when i first heard that you know a store in utah was announcing that it was unionizing that's like one of the most unheard of things i can remember here in such a long time just because it's a right to work state and like that's literally just not even in the normal lexicon of like understanding with people here of like a a coffee shop a starbucks any type of place really other than you know people who are used to like traditionally union jobs so like what started this just national snowball how did you get involved and like from your perspective how did just things get going and get moving
3: all right, so I guess I'm going to start with, um, my dad would probably hate me starting with this, but Bernie Sanders <laughs> is absolutely my inspiration in the 2015 election.
1: Hell yes. Um,
3: and he's been a big supporter of the entire Starbucks Workers' United Movement from the get-go. But um, I knew as I watched these stores in Buffalo <laughs> take the first steps um, and start you know, unionizing, that's when I took the time and just... I'm a just opening shift supervisor at this Cottonwood store. So I'm there every day from like 5 a.m. to 1. Um, and especially before the union efforts, my man, I, like, I would work seven days a week. Like I was working like yeah. over 50 hours a week some week because um, we were short-staffed, COVID, blah, 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 <laughs> you know. Um, and it has really just been watching and observing and you know communicating what I was watching in the media um, and I have been working on this since like December I wanted to file our store back in January but there was some hiccups with workers united along the way so we ended up like waiting just for the simple fact that if we wouldn't have waited it would have delayed like the Colorado store votes or something convoluted like that along yeah. the lines um but yeah yeah, that's, that's mostly it for me. Um, Big inspiration, like I said, were, was, was Bernie. And um I thought, like, he got more votes than anyone in the Utah primaries. Like, he got more <laughs> votes than Ted did in the Republican yeah. primaries, in the <laughs> DNC primaries here in Utah. So I had no, like, worries or fears based off of that, that, like, a union movement would have struggles here, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've got... I want to come back to that in, in a minute, but like Kit and Cat, like from your perspective, um, how did things get going at your stores? Uh, how did, I mean, like, was it just a no brainer for, for both of you? Like when, when this idea came up?
4: Um, I've been thinking about, uh, like unionizing ever since we heard about buffalo doing it but i also thought it was going to be impossible to do in utah and we kept talking about it and i kept being like well let's wait and see if another right to work state is able to pull it off and then we'll do it um and for me personally there was an incident with my manager where she um did some like incredibly transphobic stuff yeah and i was uh. like i either need to I-, I talked to all my co-workers and i was like i don't know what to do Um, I either need to like quit or transfer or I can't work with her anymore. Um, And they were all like, well, you can try to report her, but they're not going to do anything about it. And I remember like crying at work and I went home and in the lobby of my like apartment building, Jacob was on the news and it was like Cottonwood Heights announces that they are unionizing. And I literally was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to transfer That's what I'm going to do. Love to see it yeah so that was like what I literally like emailed them that night and then started talking to um, people at work and forming a committee which um, Kat is a part of and yeah yeah
5: yeah Amazing. I feel like I was kind of in the same boat as everybody else where it's like I saw people in New York and stuff doing it And I was like that's great but Utah is kind of a different story we're kind uh-huh. of our own thing like a right to work state and I feel like I like I understood the premise of a right to work state but like when we started talking, I think, um, at least for me, it kind of seemed like this kind of might work in our favor because a lot of times, like the people that work with us, they don't have to join the union, but if we unionize, they would still like get the benefits. And so I think it's like a, almost like works in our favor, almost like as a persuasive factor for people to like not fight against it almost. For sure. And so I, yeah, I was surprised when one came in Utah he Cottonwood Heights, but once Cottonwood Heights did it, I was like, okay, we got this. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. So as far as like the reception from other coworkers at, at both of these stores, like what is the general reception been? And like, I know like, we all have this idea of like what Utah is, but Jacob, like you brought up a good point where we're just like, there seems to be a, like a pretty strong disconnect between like people who uh, you know between the politicians and a lot of people who live here um, and like with their general attitudes towards that kind of thing so I, I mean have the responses from other co-workers whether they're joining the union officially or not like have, has it been mostly positive I mean I assume so because of the like these are yeah. successful efforts so
3: yeah for sure absolutely mostly positive you know it's Starbucks so there's already not like any right-leaning individual yes yeah right. there is one at my store and he literally verbatim has been like yeah i'm gonna vote no on the union because our job's easy and you know i don't think <laughs> we oh, deserve cool. to make more money you know the business like they like you know they do a lot of up up at corporate and he literally like believes this but he's also um and pardon my french just the same type of dipshit who's like yeah i support the gondola and he talks about how he wants the gondola to go like up the canyon he He wants that that. um it makes me like actually want to hurl um i won't lie but he's like in high school so i would like to think you know the line that i used to hear all the time when i was in high school is like oh you'll become more conservative with age um i hope to see the opposite with him and i hope that he realizes that he supports like some of the dumbest things I've it, ever heard yeah. of in my life.
0: It's absolutely possible to grow out of that, so let's let's hold out some hope for yeah. you know, for that yeah.
3: um But other than that, everyone is like absolutely 100 on board at my store. Um, it was less enthusiastic support because everyone's like, like, but I don't want to do things outside of work. Yeah, which is you know fair. It, it's not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. But other than, you know, like him, no one has said no. We got everyone to sign cards awesome. and it's just, everyone's excited, you know?
0: Amazing. Kate, what about you? I mean, like um, you told us your motivations, but like, I'm assuming there's been some solidarity there with your coworkers.
4: Yeah, my story is like very, very different story. We had over overwhelming support at our store. There's um, 26 partners at our store and 25 of them signed union cards. And the only wow. person who didn't sign one is because she said that um, she's not planning on staying at Starbucks very long, like longer than a month. And she was like, it doesn't concern me, so I don't want to get involved, so I'm not going to sign one. Sure. Um, okay. So we're hoping that we can win the vote unanimously because I don't think she plans on voting in the actual election. Um, but yeah. Uh, I was really shocked because I also, I mean, I, I've been like very leftist since like middle school. Um, And I figured that like unionizing and like the labor movement was like solely a leftist thing that like we cared about. Um, But like, I, I have conservative people at my store, I have Mormon people at our store, and all of them are incredibly supportive of the union. And like, even today, we were, we were standing in front of the store holding signs. And people kept seeing like, Large trucks go through, and they would be like, "Oh, that car's not going to
1: honk because because it's a truck, and they're probably and they all
4: honk. Yeah, they're not going (laughs) to honk. As a truck guy, I take offense to this. I will absolutely go to the downtown
1: Starbucks and honk my horn as loud as possible.
0: Jordan is also a truck guy. We've got two, both of those truck (laughs)
1: guys. (laughs) We're gonna start (laughs) a leftist truck coalition. (laughs) Yeah, please help reframe. Yeah, Yeah. We're, we're I'm gonna no, we're gonna take it back. Okay, yeah, I well, mean, there were people yeah.
4: with like American flags, on um, like waving from their cars and stuff, and they honked because I think working class people are all kind of united on the fact that we get treated like shit at our jobs, and yeah. we want it to be better. I,
2: I think there is this like uni- unified theory that everyone thinks their boss is a son of a bitch, Absolutely. so they're they're going to support everyone else in that same exact regard. It's exactly why
1: Bernie would have won.
3: Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think it's um, a Reuters article I saw, but literally 75% of Trump supporters even support, like, the unionization efforts taking place within Amazon and us here at Starbucks. And, like, I think Verizon um, had, like, a successful union effort here a few days ago. So it's super exciting. It's amazing.
2: It really is like, this is probably the most like movement we've seen on like a labor front in Utah in 70 years. Like since the passage of like Taft Hartley in 47, this is it. Yeah. Like, like the only other thing I can think of is UTA tried to uh, unionize their uh, locomotive drivers for front runner and UTA spent $200,000 on union busters, like, like actual, like advisor the brand, like consultants and just smashed it. Yeah. There isn't that momentum this time though. Like, yeah, it, it, it seems like there's a wave they can't stop. Uh,
0: that's, that's definitely what it feels like. And uh, that brings up like a question I, I had for, for the three of you uh, uh, just around the general challenges that you face. Like, of course, like I I've, I've just heard so many stories of uh, you know, just the millions and millions and millions of dollars that are spent to on consultants on media on uh advertisements that that one that i was thinking about the other day was like you could buy a new game console uh, instead of buying instead of paying your your union union dues dues. that one from delta like a couple years ago so just like general challenges i mean kit you mentioned that you're just getting all like all this buy-in from like all your coworkers. and jacob it was like a little bit more difficult for you but like as far as like challenges from upper management or pressure that you've received aside from just like you know the company calls with howard schultz where they you know have a a sign language interpreter but then just or like you know very very progressive of them but then just are immediately willing to try to smash this shit have you guys felt any of that pressure from above or where has that where have those challenges come from if if they have come
5: um i think a lot of it has just come from them misinforming people like they sent out a whole um packet of why you should vote no and one of our people who's actually on the committee who can be there tonight went through and annotated it and was like this is wrong this is not true like and wrote why kind of thing and just like on your little bit of them like trying to be progressive with the sign language thing um howard Schultz actually did a similar thing where he had to like um some non-binary person they were like oh we're gonna have them like introduce howard oh Chief that's right to show how oh, progressive we are and then immediately after they finished speaking. He's like, Isn't she great? Isn't she great, guys? Nice. <laughs> oh it
4: was <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. so crushing.
5: And that was Basically. like the only point of bringing them on was to be like, they're non-binary. We're progressive. And then
0: just <laughs> instantly yeah. misgenders. Yeah.
5: Um, but yeah, or I just full like yeah. I, I know Jacob was saying earlier, like managers are saying, like, oh, like we can we can find you if you show up late now. If that that's what a union means. And I, I feel like they are trying to just not like let us understand what union actually means.
1: It's a misinformation that. campaign.
5: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Kate, hey, what about you?
0: Any any other challenges that you faced?
4: Um. No, I think Cat Cat covered pretty much everything at our store. Um, I, I mean, a lot of it is just like intimidation, misinformation, yeah. um, smearing the union. Their like biggest thing is that. Workers United is some kind of third party that is after our money yeah. um, and is trying to to take all of our union dues, which is just um, absolutely like I, I know that there are unions out there that like aren't best and like that might be something that you could accuse them of. But sure. Workers United, Starbucks Workers United, was literally just barely created by people who work at Starbucks. Like it's, <laughs> it's not, it's lit quite literally. Ninety nine percent people who currently clock yeah. into Starbucks every single day. Yeah,
1: man. So. Jimmy Hoffa has been dead for a long time.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what Kit's saying is like, me and her are going to become union reps. There's not going to be no outside <laughs> yeah. union reps. We're going to like elect from within and stuff.
0: Yeah, Jacob. What about you? Because I know like uh, you're all, You're the one I've seen in the media. Like I've seen like you know every local news outlet has written about it. Um like, what reception have you gotten just like kind of writ large? From you've probably had, you know, people hitting you up about, you know, seeing you on the news or whatever. So, like, is has that been overwhelmingly positive or, or oh, how's yeah, that gone?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. No, um, for like once in my life, I can tell you all of the negative experiences I've had for something because there's only like two, like, it's not an overwhelming amount. Yeah. Like, every experience has been positive. I can't keep track of all of the good and wholesome and sweet like interactions I've had just from random people. Um, and I feel really bad because I have people who come in to my store and they're so excited to see me. They're like, we're here to see Jacob and they're looking <laughs> around and I'm like, I don't know who these people are, <laughs> but I say hi and I'm like, thanks for coming. And then I have to turn around and leave because I'm a ship supervisor. And like, you know, uh, the, they keep us busy. They want us to do a lot for very little. Um, sure but online it's like the same thing like i've gained a stupid amount of followers i think i had less than 20 followers like a month ago so and now i'm over like a little bit over 100 so it's nothing crazy but like i do not actively do a lot on twitter i just tweet about the union stuff and it you know uh, quadrupled or excuse me quintupled my following base on twitter Um, and then i already had quite a bit on like instagram and facebook and stuff but those have like, I don't know, I see more engagement now, for sure, nice. just because it's union related stuff. So, yeah, I just think it's um, great that it can be an exciting topic for people just like union and labor efforts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned that coworker who was like saying that, you know, we have it pretty good or whatever, um, you know, like our jobs are pretty easy, et cetera. We were talking a little bit before about like the early unionization and efforts. And I know that like there are some uh, certain uh, uh, benefits at Starbucks that like people hold up as being examples of like why you might not need a union. Um, Jacob, I know you know some history on this. So how about you give us a little bit of information about how some of like those benefits came to be and like why it's probably important that we, uh, you know, bring some union stuff back.
3: Yeah, for sure. So back in um, 86, uh, there was 11 Starbucks in Washington. Starbucks is only like seven years old. Um, So six of these stores actually unionized with the UFCW back in the day. Um, And you know, this is when unions, I would say are the heaviest on the decline. Um, It's the Reagan administration. Somehow people think trickle-down economics is real, you know, all that fun stuff. (laughs) And uh, so Howard Schultz literally steps in, becomes CEO. um, And I actually learned that he's not the founder and creator. He stepped in, bought Starbucks in 87 after these unions started. And um, he uh, turned around and gave everyone the same benefits that the union had so they ended up decertifying their contracts cuz you know there's only a, about 11 stores sure. and um he then turned around and like quickly started replicating what Starbucks did and he's the one who like blew it up and made it the 30,000 what 30,000 i think is a good number like nation not nationwide uh like worldwide store uh stores and i don't know he made it to the fortune 100 company it is today but he likes to pretend that he created um you know the healthcare and the uh like paid time off and sick time and all these other benefits that we have when he was forced to buy a union slash he just ripped off what the union did to get the company to decertify the union amazing yeah
0: awesome i mean and like yeah you mentioned like the that reagan era and i just always think of like that chart of like you know, just like middle-class wealth and like union membership, just like right at the Reagan era and just like mm-hmm. that split. Um mm-hmm. And like, that's a common thing. That, and and we talked about this, I think the day that we learned that you all were unionizing, but it's just like, I, I hear that pretty frequently from, from like people like my parents, my parents' age where they're saying like, Oh, maybe like unions are necessary at one point, but they're not anymore. Um As if, you know, like, all the things that, that were earned at, at different points of, of these struggles weren't because of unions and like how that's an ongoing struggle and the struggle continues on. Um, one thing that you mentioned earlier when you're talking about Bernie and um, how well he did here and the three of us, Jordan, Greg and I uh, did a bunch of, you know, bunch of work for the Bernie campaign, especially in 2020 when it was here, knocked doors, canvassed and all of that stuff. And um, I had similar experience that, like, kind of that reflects what you're seeing, Kit, um, with more, like, conservative-leading people that I spoke to in that time. Um, like, working-class people that were very sympathetic to, like, a movement that was built of, of and from, like, working-class people as well and just, like, average, normal people. Um, I was thinking, I mean, local politics, like, I think there's a really big disconnect between, like, the... The people, the voters here and like what the Utah Democratic Party especially is like, I don't have a lot of hope for what the Utah Republican Party is and their union support, but ostensibly the Utah Democratic Party should be in support of this. So I'm wondering, have any of you received any support from you?
3: I've I've reached out. I've actually reached out to Ben McAdams. I've reached out to, um, I know Diane Lewis. She is the DNC chairman. Uh, I worked with these people back when I ran for city council in West Jordan in like 2020. Um, And I worked on McAdams campaign and I even worked on mayor Dirk Burton's campaign, even though he's a Republican, just because he was better than Jim writing like Dirk is a weird dude. literally known as the crazy hat guy, but he was like a working man compared to a four-term incumbent career politician, you know? Um, And it's very, very annoying and disheartening that I worked with all of these people for free I worked for them and none of them will respond to me about this because it's free press for them. You know, I, there's two people I've talked to that are really, really neat. Um, I, I cannot say her last name for my life, but her name is hope. She is running uh, for us uh, or not us, Utah district. Um, I think it's like 34. Um, It's hope like, go or something. I don't know. It's very, Interesting name. Um, and then there's Nathan Um Bolin. I don't I think that's how you say his name. It's like B-O-U-L-I-N, and he's running for Utah Senate sure. District 13. Um, and these are two like progressives um that have actually reached out and want to come meet with us, and they're not running for nationwide seats, they're running for local spots and um yeah, they're not like corporate DNC people and yeah. i think it's just it shows you that the utah democrats they're not they're not really yeah not and democrats.
1: yeah there was like a really interesting... too busy uh endorsing evan
3: mcmullin
0: yeah mm-hmm. and that that cool. that day in particular like the day of like you know of of that utah democratic convention um jordan was there to witness some of like all of that what that was going on and like, Sorry, Jordan. It, it like that day in particular felt like that. Like, I could see that that disconnect between like the party and the people mm-hmm. here so clearly. It's right. like Bernie did so well here in 2016, mm-hmm. in 2020, but like none of the high-ranking Democrats here at all were interested in being even remotely associated with his campaign or having any desire to understand why there might be like some like groundswelling support for someone like that. So it was like, yeah. oh, we're endorsing. Uh, Michael Bloomberg or Pete Buttigieg or whatever with like zero right, desire to Steve understand. Again. Yeah. And like, so that same day when they're like, you were all like moving the unionization effort forward. And then like, conversely, they're saying, we actually aren't going to run anyone. We're going to endorse a Republican to go up against a different Republican. It's like,
2: yeah, when that the, was a, yeah. that was a very strange day because I went directly from the actual state convention to your Starbucks for the the sip in. Yeah, I was just going to say this. <laughs> and it was such a interesting transformation because I went from being surrounded by democrats a mile away and then like I go into the Starbucks with sip in and there's nothing but socialists and communists there the support you, <laughs> And I I couldn't think of a more like perfect like like just switching of scenarios around where the people who should be supporting you versus the people who actually showed up for you
3: yeah yeah, yeah. I, I it completely shows i'm you know i think another person one of the only other people that i've talked to from the, like the dnc era is wendy garvin she was the co-chair and i say was because she has been disenfranchised by the dnc you know she yeah. was co-chair back in the 20 20- uh, 20 election cycle and she no longer is a democrat in utah because of this the stunts they're pulling you know and back to like McMullen, um roe v wade i think was shot down today i don't know if yeah. you guys heard um so yeah. McMullen supports the supreme court justice that like released the papers i don't know the, their name i think it's like, samuel Apple Alito. Or yeah yep. that
2: yeah and just to go off of that too like what we've seen here is that <laughs> That at a certain point, the political system isn't going to support you, it, it, whether it's abortion rights or labor rights. So the only thing you can really do right now is organize yourself, organize your uh, your co-workers, organize everyone around you, because that's going to be the real difference there. Yeah, well,
1: I'm you're gonna, not going to you're not going to oh, get sorry. the pillars of power who are actually going to rally around stuff like this, because it's it's antithetical to what they what they want and what they believe in. So yeah, it's gotta be at a grassroots level.
0: <laughs> anyway, so um yeah, so I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about uh some of like the things that you're asking for uh through the through this unionization effort. Um just in general, like what are some of the things that you're focused on? I, I know we're, like Kit, you're a bit more early in the process, but Jacob, if, if, if any of you want to speak to like things that you've got your eye on as far as uh, demands that you're going to be making through the, through the union um, after, it's, after it's actually in stone.
5: Um, I think one thing I'm looking forward to, we'll see like what actually goes down with this, but especially with COVID, we've had a lot of people like get sick and call out and then we're like two or three people short on the floor and we're just like running like chickens with our heads cut off kind of thing yeah. and so understaffed pay i think is a big one so like if if we're understaffed we get paid a little bit extra to make up for that extra work that we're doing
3: 100 um, yeah so yeah. other companies call this hero pay but how starbucks already works is um you know we have like a set amount of labor uh and if you know these shifts get missed their labor goes away you know it doesn't get like kept somewhere so we could use it the next day or next week. Like it literally just goes into thin air.
0: Amazing. And
3: um then Howard Schultz magically gets a hundred and twenty four million dollar bonus uh quarterly. Or they fired the lawyer that did not successfully curb the union movement and give her an eight million dollar severance uh when they you know cut our hours and um the labor, like the labor shortage slash like hero pay would basically mean like, you know, somebody makes 12 an hour and there's supposed to be five people there. Someone calls out, those other four people would get three extra dollars an hour, basically. Gotcha. So if there's supposed to be six people and two people call out, they would get $6 extra an hour just to uh, equalize the fact that you have to work harder and more.
0: 100%. Yeah. Kind of a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kit, what about you? Because I know like like you were willing to share like your story of like why you decided to like really push for this. And I think that like that is I mean, we are recording this like hours after uh, we just learned that the Supreme Court is just doing like some of the most fucked up shit they've done in like its history. And I think that this like overturning Roe is just kind of like the first in a row of targets that they have set up. And so I think now more important, like now more than ever, it's important to like codify as much like worker protection as possible. So from like your perspective, like what are you looking for? If, if anything different from um, like what Jacob and Kat mentioned through this unionization effort. Um, Yeah.
4: I mean, Kat um, that's, that's like, a really big thing at my store is constantly dealing with those understaffed stuff So um, what Kat said for sure. And then um, for me specifically, it's really about um, like having a say in what goes on in my workplace. Um, like we use the term partners at Starbucks instead of like, like that's what Howard Schultz hunters. calls you all, yeah, right? So he calls us mm-hmm. his partners and we call each other partners. Um, I've been a partner at Starbucks, you know, you'll hear people say that over and over again. So it's really like, we're actually looking for that recognition. Starbucks, um, has like previously been known as like a very progressive company. And that's like the big reason why I started working there was because of, of the benefits um, and because specifically of the trans, trans benefits that they have there, but none of those things are guaranteed to us um, right now. They at any point they could wake up tomorrow and decide that they are no longer covering school like the tuitions for people at ASU. They could choose to no longer have their expended trans healthcare benefits anymore. Any of those things that like we we work there for, any of those things that they taught themselves as progressive for, they're not protected. But if we had a voice, you know, if we were able to vote, if we were in these corporate meetings, then they would be. Um, so that's like the big thing for me over just like higher yeah. pay or other stuff like that is that um, if they're going to call us partners and they're going to to be a, a progressive company, we should be able to hold them accountable when
5: they don't. And if I could add to that, just Please. with the whole partner thing, I... I think it's really interesting because they don't really listen to what we say. And just like an example from my story, I don't know how other stores are, but like our manager doesn't know how to make a latte or like doesn't know what an Americano is, which I is like fine. That. But like, l- like, is that fine? <laughs> no, it doesn't yeah. seem no, fine, fine to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a character flaw, but at the same time, should she be the manager and making decisions for, a coffee shop probably not no. and i feel that's probably going to be the same like i don't know everybody's i don't know howard schultz's coffee history but if someone if you can't like know how a floor works and know how to be on bar beyond drive through, and all those things i think you shouldn't be making decisions or at least not making decisions without input from the people that are actually doing these things
3: amen yeah and you know um howard kind of does it to himself just from the idiotic things he says but he says that every corporate meeting they have two empty chairs They have an empty chair for a customer and an empty chair for the partners so it, i mean it's really telling them oh the fact God. that there's not actually a partner in the chair that there's just an empty chair yeah. representing <laughs> us so it's, it's that's pretty a pretty funny.
1: pretty stark metaphor
3: yeah My God, man! Um, I my favorite quote from him recently is, "I know I've made a lot of empty promises, (laughs) but no more." Like, okay,
1: fool me once, motherfucker. Sure,
3: yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Uh, I that he's just doing like
0: the Clint Eastwood routine from the RNC with
1: just that empty chair. (laughs) Remember that? That He's just like it's just proof positive that like you. Being a, a, a billionaire isn't completely congruous with like being a super smart person.
3: <laughs> I also just Musk think it's a perfect
1: example. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Elon Musk is yeah, like you've got exhibit A and exhibit B right there. Another guy like who who is very anti-union and moved his company to Texas to avoid unions. Yeah. I also
2: think it's just perfect that that howard was so close to being hillary's uh, secretary of labor really hard I, to understand you know, why so
3: he, he, he actually stepped down he specifically stepped down so he could run for president slash do those things for her um i don't know how or why they're like yeah howard become the ceo again for the third time because i, I don't know if he asked or if they thought it was a good idea i think he asked I really do. I think it was his choice because he I don't know how closely you followed his presidential campaign but he like went for like months even though he was like going nowhere in the polls.
1: Yeah
0: I mainly and, followed uh, he it was through uh,
3: multiple times to stop. From Connor yeah. O'Malley
1: Yeah I
0: mainly followed it through <laughs> Connor O'Malley's uh, incredibly unhinged videos uh, of being the number one Howard Schultz super <laughs> Howard! fan. But, but like to yeah, honestly. yeah. He was like, self-funding think- all of that shit, which is just so... like t- To be a person who's self-funding your own presidential run like really says a lot about the type of person
3: he is, honestly. I'm so glad he could exploit us and use our money that way.
2: Yeah, I honestly think he saw those uh, Conor O'Malley videos and was just like, yeah, there's a groundswell of support here for me. <laughs> <laughs> they seem fanatical.
0: Yeah. Um, so... I mean to kind of, to kind of close things out I'm curious uh Kit and Cat I know your store is Kit and Cat that was that's really cute. Um it's like a little bit further along or your uh, Jacob's store has been a bit a bit further along but just in general how can people that live around here I think most people that listen to this I think live here I don't know. But um just for us like for friends that we can tell how can people show support for for your effort? Um are you holding any more events coming up? I know you had the one at your, at, at, the Cottonwood Heights store. Um, I think there was one downtown last weekend, but anything else that, that people can do to continue to show support for you all?
5: Yeah. So we're actually hosting, um, a rally at, um, noon on Friday, May 6th, and it'll just be right around our store. Um, we technically like can't do it on store properties, but if you go to the store, you'll see a bunch of people. Um, So there's that event. And just like Jacob was expressing, like they've received a bunch of people and like congratulating your baristas and tipping and all those things go a long (sighs) way. So.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So that's the, that's the, the, the fourth East, fourth South Starbucks downtown. Um, Jacob, is there anything at, at your store, uh anything, any events coming up that people or just the same the same old change your name on the app <laughs> tip heavy. Um,
3: no, that was great. My manager was very upset whilst you guys were there. Um but no the events going on that, at my store are we're voting on May 27th. Um and so this is still on the works but we're gonna try and have just like from the 20th to the 27th whenever you have time however many days you want to come. Um, Me and Kit have access to wonderful organizing, uh, organizer, organization like chairmen and chairwomen who um, help us, Uh, they they, actually it's these organizations that set up like the caravans that you go to. And we're going to probably, I know the DSA was talking about having one our entire week that we vote. And I would love to have, yeah, everyone come in the 20th through the 27th come tell us to vote yes. Um, tell us why unions have been good for you in your life and how they benefit you. You know, I know that helped turn some no votes into yes votes at my store when people are like, I'm 47 and I get to retire now because of unions, you know, that, that changes people's minds and um, do that at other stores that aren't actively unionizing, you know, try to inspire them to unionize and tell them to reach out to me and Kit because me and her, we would love to help bring them in to the, the wonderful movement that we're uh, spearheading here in Utah.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, a hundred percent. And like, that brings me to like, the, the thing I wanted to kind of close out on is what, what recommendations or suggestions do you have for people who work in a similar industry in similar conditions that are like fighting for, for similar things? Like what what can people do? I mean, like, it, it it seriously felt like such a long shot, like, in a state like this. And Kat, you brought up some really good points earlier about like the potential for a right to work state, maybe working in, in your favor in certain ways. But I'm curious just if you have any suggestions about like things that you've learned through this process, um, things that are useful to know that might be, uh, you know, could encourage other people to do the same
4: with where they work. Yeah. Um, I want to encourage like literally everybody to look into if there is a union at your job, join it. Um, if there isn't one right now, get in contact with a union that could represent your industry. If there isn't one that represents your industry or one that you wanna join, found, find, um, create one, make one. Um, I think it is like morally, a, a moral responsibility to join or make a union if you can. Um, and And it's surprisingly easy. Um, everybody loves talking shit about work everybody loves to do that so um, just start doing that with your coworkers. just start complaining I always say um, I've always said um, complaining is a virtue but it's also a tool that you can use to organize your workplace so I would say start there if you work at a Starbucks in Utah or out of Utah and you hear this get in contact with Starbucks Workers United right away and uh, they'll send someone to you who, who can help you. Um, if you don't work at Starbucks, look into who does represent you or who can represent you and get in contact with them as fast as you can. Um, because the movement right now has energy and it has momentum and people are, are ready to organize. So now's the time to do it.
0: Yeah. Something that we like that we've talked about is just like it's it's easy to find common ground with people uh that are in similar circumstances as you even if you like might think or know that they have different like politics as you like if you're in a similar situation living working wise um and like i think about like tenants unions uh and then obviously with labor unions as well like you can find common ground with people who might um you know have shitty political opinions uh, but finding, finding common ground like this is important. And I think that there's like, whether it's Jacobs high school, uh, co-worker who has like bad political opinions, but like get them on your side for the labor with, with a labor battle. And, um, like it's important that we not give up on people and that we see people's humanity and we can, we can try to change them that way because if not, then like, what's, what's the point? So, um, Yeah. Kit, Jacob, Kat, thank you three so much for joining us. Like, I I cannot commend you enough for what you guys are doing. When I first heard this was taking place, we were just like elated and I was just mind blown and I couldn't. I was just so stoked that there are people here that are hopping on this, um, that this, this snowball that's rolling. So any closing thoughts? Like, please feel free to just pop off. Cook if you want, but <laughs> just want to thank you all for for joining us. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. Thank you all again so much for joining yeah, us, and uh, we'll all see you soon at both of your stores, and hopefully more later as well.
3: Yes. Thank please you. come in. Thank Sounds you so much good. for your time. Sounds Bye good. guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.
2: everyone, it's Jordan here. Um, as I was editing the podcast, I realized that we didn't record anything for the uh, ending of the podcast, so since I had the honor of editing the podcast, I felt I also had the honor of adding that towards the end as well. Uh, first, we want to thank Jacob, Kit, and Kat for coming on the podcast. Um, what they're doing with Starbucks in the local area is something spectacular, and it's completely unprecedented what they're doing, and... We're just so proud to be involved in any way we possibly can with them. Um, If you're around May 6th, and hopefully since this is coming out on the 4th, that you can come out and support them as much as they can at noon on 4th, South and 4th, East in Salt Lake city at the uh, downtown Starbucks. That's having its unionization efforts there. Um, Noon 4th and 4th, Salt Lake city, all you need to know there. Um, Also, with the latest developments with the Supreme court, throw some money towards Utah abortion fund. We will um, have a link in the show notes as well. Um, It's, it's bleak out there. So take care of everyone you can out there. Um, Greg, Kyle and I went to the protest Tuesday night, just out of a show of solidarity with the uh, popular front of groups that were there too. I know Planned Parenthood was there. DSA was there. PSL was there. um, ACLU was there. It was just kind of a quick hodgepodge of groups just there to have any sort of response to it. And it really kind of swole my heart when I saw those groups out there, because all these very ideologically opposed groups could come together for this one cause. It made me think that maybe not all hope is lost. And after that too, I, I found a quote from Eugene Debs in his uh, speech to the court as he was being sentenced for speaking out against World War One for violations of the Sedition Act that I felt was really pertinent to the situation right now. Your Honor, I ask no mercy and plead for no immunity. I realize that finally the right must prevail. I never so clearly comprehended as now, the great struggle between the powers of greed and exploitation on one hand, and upon the other, the rising hosts of industrial freedom and social justice. I can see the dawn of a better day for humanity. The people are awakening. In due time, they will and must come to their own. When the mariner sailing over tropic seas looks for relief from his weary watch, he turns his eyes towards the Southern Cross, burning luridly above the tempest-vexed ocean. As the midnight approaches, the Southern Cross begins to bend. The whirling worlds change their places, and with starry finger points, the Almighty marks the passage of time upon the dial of the universe. And though no bell may beat the glad tidings, the lookout knows that midnight is passing, and that relief and rest are close at hand. Let the people everywhere take heart of hope, for the cross is bending, the midnight is passing, and joy cometh with the morning. Thank you for listening to us. Your support means everything, and we're just glad to be out there with you.
6: Who would lash us in the serf? would crush us with his might. Is there anything left to us but to organize and fight? For the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solid- built the cities where they trade, dug the mines and built the workshops endless miles of railroad laid. We stand outcast and starve amidst the wonders we have made, but the union is ours and ours alone. We have laid the wide foundation, built it skyward stone by stone. It is ours not to slave in, but to master and to own, while the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. and untold millions that they never toiled to earn. But without our brain and muscle, not a single wheel can turn. We can break their haughty power, gain our freedom when we learn that the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. The power greater than their hoarded gold Greater than the might of armies magnified a thousandfold We can bring to birth a new world from the ashes of the old For the Union makes us strong Solidarity forever